This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Angela Marcus. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to be speaking with Danae Davis, Executive Director of the FACE Foundation in sunny San Diego, California. Like many of us in the animal welfare field, Danae and her team are faced daily with the issue of economic euthanasia, and they are setting out to put an end to it in their community. So what is economic euthanasia? It can be defined as a condition in which euthanasia is elected based primarily or to a large degree on the cost of veterinary medical care. For example, it can be a condition in which medical care or veterinary care is bypassed based on the anticipated cost of care and the possibility that the progression of the illness will lead to euthanasia anyway. Or it could be a condition in which veterinary care is sought after and minimal or little amounts of testing or treatment is elected based on the cost of the care, resulting in eventual euthanasia anyway. Some statistics that I looked at online estimated more than 500,000 pets are euthanized annually due to an owner's lack of financial ability to pay for their care. And this isn't something we see in human healthcare, it just doesn't happen in human healthcare because of the insurance industry. It's something that we only see and it's an issue related only to our pets. So if someone were to ask you, how much would you spend to save your pet's life? How would you answer? I would love to say, and I think most people would love to say that I would spend any amount of money, but that really could mean the difference between paying the mortgage or feeding the kids this month in most American households. Which do you save, the family pet or the family budget? Emergency and specialty veterinary medical bills can easily get into the thousands, and not too many people have that kind of money in the bank ready to spend on their pets. It's also an issue for veterinarians. Oftentimes, veterinarians are faced with the daily conflicts between their desire to help animals relieve their suffering and pain and their clients' difficulties in meeting the cost of care. I mean, you look online, the most common complaints you see regarding emergency and specialty hospitals are directly related to the costs of the veterinary care. Things such as they cared more about the money than they did about my animal are everywhere. And after spending my career working alongside countless veterinarians, I know this just isn't true. But these comments and beliefs affect our veterinary community in a very, very real way. And that's why I'm so excited to speak with Danae today, because she and her team have come up with a solution. They found a way for their organization and their local veterinarians to work together to fight the issue of economic euthanasia. We'll be right back after these messages to speak with Danae. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. With us now is Danae. Danae, thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. First of all, I want to say that I feel like me and you are kindred spirits. Okay. Both of our careers (laughs) (laughs) are working so hard. We're working towards the idea of keeping pets in homes and out of the shelter environment. And so I read about FACE and I was so excited to have the opportunity to speak with you. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about the FACE Foundation and your mission? Absolutely. Well, always nice to be in good company with other pet lovers. So uh, again, thanks for having me. But Face Foundation, we're a San Diego-based animal charity that provides financial assistance for life-saving veterinary care. What we focus on is emergency veterinary care. So keeping the pet in the home, trying to avoid economic euthanasia simply because a pet parent can't afford the full cost of a medical emergency that their pet is experiencing. For example, say your dog swallows a ball and all of a sudden needs a very emergent surgery to remove that ball. What do you do if you cannot afford the full cost of treatment? A lot of people don't know that veterinarians do require the full payment up front in most situations. And like you said, that's not always doable for everybody, even for hardworking individuals or families. A lot of people are working paycheck to paycheck. Some people might be on more of a fixed income. For example, if you're a senior citizen on, on social security income and just having that chunk of money up front isn't doable for everybody. So again, we're kind of a safety net for those pets and families and pet guardians in a sudden emergency situation where uh, they want to save their pet. We want the pet to be saved. It's a very treatable medical emergency, but they simply don't have the full cost that's needed up front. That's really, I, I mean, from working in the shelter environment, I cannot tell you how frequently somebody would come to the front door and say, I love my dog. I love my cat. Whatever the issue is, they needed help. And there was very little we could do sitting on the other side of the desk saying, here, we, we're going to pay for the care of the veterinary care. You can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not always possible. So the idea that you guys are providing this safety net, as you call it, is just remarkable. I think it's it's such a thing that's needed in the communities everywhere all across the country. Yeah, right now. absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely an issue everywhere. You know, right now we're limited to San Diego, but it, it definitely is an issue across the nation. How we got started too was through some some local veterinarians who were you know saddened by seeing so many of their clients coming in not being able to afford you know the full cost of what was needed to save their pets even though it was very treatable so they got together with some of their clients and other concerned community members about 12 years ago and uh, the rest is history but yeah we've been working for about 12 years to date and since since then we have saved over 2200 pets so it's been a long ride, but we're, we're glad to be here as a service to our community. Yeah, I mean, it really is life-saving work that you're doing. So often we talk about the work that animal shelters and rescues do, but this is life-saving in a very different way. And I, and I love that it's about keeping pets in homes because, mm-hmm. again, it's it's what we're very focused on at GetYourPet.com. The idea of saving a life when that pet comes into a shelter environment, sure, you can save the life, but then they have to go on to a new home. Mm-hmm. What you're doing at FACE is really saving the life of the pet. So the person doesn't have to euthanize their pet, but also saving the life of the person in a way because, you know, right, it's not saving their life, but you're really saving them the heartache and you're giving them the peace of mind knowing that their pet is going to stay with them and get the care that they need. So from your website, I learned that the name Face, because I was so curious when we first started talking, like, what face? Where did this come from? 
Mm-hmm, um, yeah. <laughs> it's really, I, I thought maybe you guys were like fixing cleft palates or something. Because <laughs> that's what, you know, <laughs> but I was like, okay, so it's an acronym though. You're using it, you define the values of your organization with this name face. Can you talk to us a little bit about those values and what they mean to you and your staff? Absolutely. So FACE actually stands for Foundation for Animal Care and Education. It's kind of a mouthful. So that's why we use the word FACE or we also go by FACE Foundation. But some of our values, just to go along with our name, fulfillment, you know, we really believe in achieving our mission with dedication to quality and care. That's both the the quality and care that uh, pets deserve in receiving the best medical care and the care that they deserve, but then also quality and care to the pet guardians who are simply trying to do their best and they they do want to save their pet. So making sure that we're being mindful of, of their situations and trying to fulfill our mission that way. Accountability, that's another strong value for us. Uh, we want to serve our community with respect, honesty, integrity, and transparency. Again, we have, you know, there's so many supporters that are um, annually funding our mission, and we want to make sure that we're seeing it through, that we are getting out there, doing the footwork, connecting with pets and, and pet owners in veterinary hospitals so that we can save more lives and make sure that our community knows that we're here for them as a resource. Collaboration is another important value to us. So creating and nurturing partnerships with our veterinary hospitals, uh, who without we wouldn't be able to exist. So, you know, we we work with over 160 veterinary hospitals in San Diego now. Flashed back to when we first started, we were only working with one. And so 12 years later, we've done our footwork um, to make sure that all veterinary hospitals in San Diego at least know who we are and that we're here for a resource to their patients and clients should they ever experience a medical emergency that they cannot afford. And again, just making sure that they know we're here, they want to save lives, so do we. So making sure those partnerships are are in good standing or is really important. And then we also value empathy. So just making decisions and taking actions with compassion and heart. Again, we get so many calls from just distressed pet owners who really want to try to save their best friend. They reach out for a helping hand in their time of need, and we want to make sure to serve them with as much empathy as possible. As pet owners, we know uh, if we were experiencing that same situation, we would just be devastated and heartbroken. So even sometimes, for example, if if it's somebody out of state who might not meet our criteria, because again, we're just helping in San Diego, they say, well, thank you so much for you know just taking the time to talk to me and give us other resources. And now we know a little bit more about what's available to us as pet owners. So just making sure that we're bearing in mind that these are stressful situations and we want to make sure that regardless of, of what we can do, we can at least try to lend a helping hand where we can. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's really great. And it really defines, I can hear the passion in your voice as you're talking about this and how much this really means to you. So let's talk through the process a little bit. How does this process work? I'm a San Diego resident. I have found myself in a situation where my dog needs emergency surgery and I just don't have the funds to do this. How do you go about getting help from FACE and what criteria do you use to determine who can be a grantee for your program? Sure. So, so in a nutshell, most people hear about us either through their veterinary hospital or maybe they find us online by themselves, but they'll give us a call. And as long as they have already been to the vet, 
their veterinarian has diagnosed their pet with a medical emergency that also has a good prognosis with the treatment that's recommended. So meaning that with the treatment that they're recommending, the pet has a really good expected outcome. So as long as it meets that medical criteria for funding, then it's something that we can look into. Some examples would be fracture repairs. We get a lot of calls, unfortunately, for dogs. You know, maybe they escaped the house or a cat that escaped the house and they got hit by a car. And there's sudden body trauma. There's some leg fractures, which one might not think that that is a medical emergency, but it truly is considering the amount of pain that the animal's in. For example, you wouldn't just leave a a human with a fractured leg untreated. It needs to be treated. um, And if it's not treated, unfortunately, the most humane alternative would be to euthanize the pet. So again, that's what we're here to do. It's a sudden medical emergency. It's definitely treatable. We want to try to save that life. Another example, like I mentioned before, would be like a foreign body obstruction. So say your dog swallows a ball. There's a, a several other handful of medical emergencies that we help with on a regular basis. Another one I would like to mention is pyometra, which is actually an infection of Uh, female dogs when they're not spayed. So a lot of people don't know that there are medical benefits to spaying and neutering animals, including some medical emergencies that can happen down the line. But yeah, so in a nutshell, that's kind of our medical criteria for funding has to be immediately life-threatening with a good prognosis with the treatment that's recommended. And veterinarians we work with, you know, they're pretty good about only sending us patients that truly meet our medical criteria. But again, if we do get callers or are people experiencing other issues that they need help with, for example, spaying or neutering or vaccines, something like that, we'll give them other resources for that. But we don't help with ongoing care, routine care. But then on the owner's side or the the pet guardian side, we do require some proof of income just to determine that they truly cannot afford the full cost of the medical care that's needed. So you'll remember we are a charity. We fundraise year round to to have people donate for this cause. And so we're really protective and and careful about the money that we're giving back out to the community because we want to make sure that it's going in the best place possible. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So the pet owner, not to get too technical, but we do require proof of income from them just to determine that they truly don't have the full cost needed at that time of the medical emergency. We make sure that they're putting in as much as they can afford to, again, lower the cost that FACE is looking at. So they put in as much as they can do. We have them fundraise if they have time on other platforms like GoFundMe.com, or we have them reach out to friends and family members to come up with something to put towards the treatment and then FACE can look at potentially covering whatever they can't afford to come up with on their own. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. Perf- <laughs> yes, no, that makes perfect sense. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about the owner's role or the pet guardian's role. You know, I'm a fan right. of using the word guardian as well. Yeah. Um, because it's, it is something that, you know, I was definitely going to ask is, you know, how, how accountable are these people who are looking mm-hmm. and coming to face for help? And it sounds like you're, you're doing your due diligence and you're making sure that the money you're raising is really going to the people who absolutely desperately need it. 100%. Um, yeah. And, you know, after reading your mid-year report, reports available on your website, face 
the number four pets.org. And I encourage all of our listeners to go check it out. It's so beautifully put together. But after reading it, I was just, I was like blown away by the number of partners that you have in, in your community and even nationally with some of the support from the Petco Foundation and some other ones that I saw in there. Can you talk a little bit about what role your partners play in this work? I mean, I heard you talk about the veterinarians, so they're playing a pretty big part in this. They are. I mean, we wouldn't be around without having them as partners. So like I said, we have over 160 veterinary hospitals in San Diego now, and um, we hope that continues to grow. A big role that they play is they actually provide FACE a 25% discount in any application that we approve. And the money that the, the grant that we make actually never does go directly to the pet owner. We only fund directly to the veterinary hospital after the treatment is completed. So that's another way that we're making sure our money is going to the right place and is being spent on what we are pledging for it to be spent on. So the the veterinary hospitals, they give us a huge discount. That's a really big discount. And they they eat those costs and really are helping us to save the pet's life. I mean, we couldn't do that. We're not veterinarians here. So they help us a lot in, in making sure that any of their clients that are experiencing uh, some financial constraints, they at least refer them to us so we can do our job and, and make sure that they meet our financial criteria for funding, et cetera. So yeah, again, we wouldn't be here without our veterinary partners and of course, without our, our community supporters. But yeah, we do have some really amazing other partnerships. Like you mentioned, Petco Foundation, who with in partnership with uh, Blue Buffalo Foundation, actually um, since 2014 has been pledging to face some grants so that we can help pets with cancer treatment, which is not something that we would normally be able to fund for because it's, you know, it's not immediately life-threatening. It is, you know, uh, it is life-threatening, but it's not kind of an immediate emergency situation as we usually help with. So through their partnership, they're able to give us some funding each year to set aside for some special cancer cases. And we've been really grateful for their support there. We've been able to save 51 pets through their partnership. They're specifically with cancer treatment. So that's been awesome and not something we ever expected to get into, uh, you know, the cancer that's, again, completely separate from what we normally do. So that's been great. We also have some other great partners like the ASPCA has the Little Bubs Fund and then they've found some partnership and, and similarities in our work and they've been supportive. And then some other, other groups that aren't necessarily pet related that still, you know, there's a connection. There's a, a local group called Elevate Foundation and they really just look into helping with different initiatives throughout town and they were able to help sponsor FACE's community outreach program. And what we do through that is we kind of do some major footwork in some low-income communities to make sure that those individuals, for example, some of the homeless populations, know that FACE is available as a resource. We can get out there, give them some pet food, some pet supplies, whatever they need, kind of without judgment, and just making sure that they know that we exist. And so there's kind of a full circle of you know, other groups that, again, might not necessarily be directly tied to pets, but they want to help in the community and and help us to, to do our work, which is amazing. So we couldn't do it without all the partners that we have. Yeah, that's 
That's really incredible. And I love the fact that you have got this very community-specific focus. I mean, you are truly helping the people who live in your backyard, and that's so important if we're really going to make a difference with animals and with people. So we have to take a short break, hear a message from our sponsors, and then we're going to come back and we're going to hear a couple stories. So I'm looking forward to talking to you about some of the specific animals that have been helped through the work at FACE. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. Before the break, we were talking with Danae, and uh, we're going to continue discussing the the success stories of FACE's contributions, the, the animals that they've helped. I want to hear about specifics. So I was on the website. I read the story of Lewis and Jax, and mm-hmm. I, I just was so moved by this story, and I'd love to be able to share it with our listeners. Can you can you share that story with us? Absolutely. So it, it is a very moving story. So back in February, we were alerted about a situation that was going on next door. We work next door to a hospital called Veterinary Specialty Hospital. And we were kind of alerted of a situation that they were having over there with a dog. So this dog, Jax, he's a lovely boxer mix of of some kind. He's just the sweetest. But he and his dad, Luis, who is a combat veteran, they were driving down the I-5 freeway here in San Diego. And it was early in the morning. They were heading out for kind of a, a day of fun, going to meet other people. And unfortunately, were both struck by a drunk driver who was driving the wrong way on the freeway. The drunk driver, unfortunately, didn't make it. And Jackson and Luis were both very severely injured at the scene. Luis, you know, when the CHP officers, the California Highway Patrol officers came to the scene, they noticed Luis was in the car. They had to pull him and immediately take him to um, Scripps Hospital over in La Jolla, which is nearby. But then they noticed Luis, uh, sorry, Jax was, uh, was actually on the freeway kind of pacing pacing around, you know, wondering what's going on. And the CHP officer noticed him urinating some blood. So they knew that he needed medical attention too. So instead of taking him elsewhere, they took him straight to the veterinary specialty hospital for him to start getting some emergency medical care. So a very tragic accident. Luis suffered so many injuries. He's still actually recovering currently. You know, he had some bad leg injuries, some some body trauma, and Jack, same thing. He ultimately needed a spleen surgery to save his life. And when we heard about it, we knew we wanted to get involved. So we reached out to our group of supporters and uh, were able to, within a few days, fundraise enough for his life-saving veterinary care. Nearly 100 people reached out to us to help donate for their care. And it's just a, a really special story. It really shows what our community can do when we pull together to help another community member in their time of need. And, you know, it's just, it's great to see them doing well today. Jax is Luis's 
service dog. He's a, you know, a, a certified service dog. Luis suffers from PTSD from his time in combat. And so we're just, their bond is just uh, unremarkable. And to be able to make sure that, that Jax was still there for Luis during his recovery period and the recovery period that he's still going through is just, it's a good feeling. And we're just so glad that they're both doing okay. Yeah, I'm sure that everyone listening and I know I am like, you know, getting choked up hearing you talk about these Louis and Jax and their bond and and just knowing, you know, the reality if face wasn't there to help and Jax needed, you know, this emergency splenectomy or spleen surgery, whatever it was, and any other medical care that the amount of money alongside the care that Louis needed, who mm-hmm. knows what would have happened. So, right. you know, just just remarkable. It's an amazing story. And, you know, one of the reasons I was most interested in having you on the show was to talk about this other particularly special cat named Sugar. Sugar had a crazy story. So I'd love for you to tell the listeners about Sugar as well. Sugar does have a crazy story. So Sugar was another special case for us this year. In August, she uh, was living with her her pet guardian, a local senior citizen. And she unfortunately fell out of the apartment window. She fell a few stories. It was very sad. Um, She as well suffered very traumatic injuries. She had skull fractures, she had jaw fractures, she had a leg injury and um, just overall body trauma, of course, from, from such a bad fall. Essentially, we were contacted by our veterinary partner, Pet Emergency and Specialty Center. They let us know what was going on and and that this uh, man wanted to save this cat. You know, there was so much going on medically with her. Um, it was a challenging case for us, but we did the same thing. We did reach out to our group of supporters and they wanted to help fund her care with all of the injuries she was suffering. She also required not just some surgeries, but also some some ongoing medical care. She was eating out of a feeding tube. She couldn't, you know, open her mouth all the way because of her jaw fractures and all the trauma there and needed ongoing medications, et cetera. And due to this local senior citizen's own medical conditions, he truly felt that he sugar would not be in best hands with his care. So he just wanted what was best for her and he relinquished sugar to face, which is new to us. Again, what we focus on is keeping the pet in the home, but we were really, you know, glad that all he wanted was the best for sugar. So we took her in and through uh, another partnership we have, again, it's a big community effort with a local shelter called Rancho Coastal Humane Society we were able to have them help with her ongoing medical care that was needed and ultimately get her adopted. I think that was last week, if not the week before, she ultimately was adopted. It took her a while to go through recovery. Again, she was on feeding tubes, medications. She even ended up doing some water hydrotherapy in a, in a little treadmill, which <laughs> uh, if you can imagine a cat on a treadmill, it was a sight to see, but she made it a few minutes. And it was just, a, again, a, a great success story to see her be adopted and go into a new home that that truly cared about her so much. This person followed her story and just adored her. And she was just the sweetest cat she purred to, with anybody in any way. She was just the best and uh, where we were happy to see another good success story with Sugar. Very cool. And and so now I understand that the, the primary mission of the FACE Foundation is to keep pets in homes and save pets and help families. And, and it's not necessarily about adoption, but here at Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio, you know, we always like to feature a pet that is available for adoption. So when we were coordinating this call, I, I mentioned that to you and you had said that there was a veterinary partner of yours that is looking mm-hmm. to find a home for a senior dog, which is always like very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. 
um, named Bailey. So can you tell us a little bit about Bailey? Yeah, Miss Bailey, she's a sweetheart. She's a 12-year-old lab mix. She is spayed, and she's in great health. She's over at the Lifetime Animal Care Center with Dr. Corey Cole, and he said that she is the best-looking 12-year-old senior large dog he's ever seen. (laughs) So she's in great health, and she's a big sweetheart. They said they are prepared to whoever adopts her. They'll do a full senior workup on her before. They'll do a dental on her. They'll send her home with some food. And, and toys and everything you need to to get her comfy. She's fully house trained. She knows how to sit, stay. She knows down and high five. <laughs> and she loves to fetch. So I think, you know, with the right humans, she would have the best time just with a loving home. And again, she, yeah, she's available for adoption through Lifetime Animal Care Center. And uh, we'll make sure to give you that information for your listeners. Yes, and, and if you're interested in reading more or, or meeting Bailey, you can um, see pictures of her. And if you want to inquire about adopting her, you can also visit thepetliferadio.com, click on episode 122, which is this episode, and we'll direct you on more specifics on how to meet and adopt her. So I just want to say, you know, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I Me also too. want to make sure that everyone who's listening knows that FACE needs your support. They've got an annual holiday fundraising drive coming up. It's any donation received during December will be doubled by FACE's board president up to $100,000. That's a lot of money. So yeah. let's do everything we can to support FACE and the amazing work they're doing. If you're interested in donating, visit face4pets.org forward slash donate. And remember, these donations will go towards life-saving veterinary treatment for more pets in the future, like Jack's, like Sugar, and other pets that need help. So I also want to just tell our listeners, just as a friendly reminder about the event that we are, we are hosting right now at getyourpet.com. We've created our own national holiday called Every Dog Day, and we'll be celebrating it for the first time this November 15th. As a reminder, Every Dog Day is a day to proclaim that every dog deserves love equally, rather than call out one breed or another as if it needs to be defended. At Get Your Pet, we are inviting everyone to join the conversation, celebrate Every Dog Day by sharing a photo of their dog on social media, and tell the world why they're the best dog regardless of breed. In the past we've participated in celebrating dogs like National Pitbull Awareness Day, which is really meant to bring awareness to the misconceptions, stereotypes, and stigmas surrounding dogs under that Pitbull label. But we realize that in advocating for these specific breeds, our well-meaning efforts might actually be contributing to the problem, unintentionally perpetuating the idea that Pitbull-type dogs are different from other dogs. So we came up with Every Dog Day. And to help every dog have their day, we've developed a contest. Entrants are invited to send a photo of their dog with the hashtag. Visit us at everydogday.com to get more information about the contest and how to enter. The winner will be given a $250 doggy gift card courtesy of our partners at Pet Value Pet Stores. If you have any questions about our show or have a suggestion for a guest or a topic, please feel free to email me at Angela at PetLifeRadio.com. I also encourage you to subscribe to Take Me Home on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again to our guest, Danae Davis, Executive Director of the FACE Foundation. Please check out their website at face4pets.org. Also, a big thanks to Mark Winner, our producer, for making this show possible. I look forward to talking with you next week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.